You are listening to the weekly podcast presented by the Lighthouse Midlothian. For more information, please visit us at www.dfwlighthouse.org. Thank you and God bless. Thank you, Lord, for your presence today. Thank you for life. And Lord, now I, I thank you for your word. Thank you that your word is true. Thank you that your word is alive. And I pray that your word would penetrate our hearts and do what only you can do today. Jesus, we thank you for all you've done for us. And God, we want to give back to you. We want to receive every blessing that you have so that we can be a blessing in this world. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Well, I always like to have a cartoon on Easter you know, so here's here's a good one. All right, I just feel so hollow inside. You know, that was always a big disappointment as a child. If I can share, you bite into that ear. How many started with the ears? Bite into that ear. May or, depending on the size of the bunny. Yeah, you get, it got hollow somewhere in here, so, and it's just true, we're all kind of hollow in here somewhere, until we find Jesus. Yeah. All right, yeah. Okay, so, today is Resurrection Day, Easter Sunday, April Fool's Day, Passover, today's Passover. Yeah, Passover started sundown, sundown Friday evening, and Passover and Easter don't always coincide. They don't always collide, but this year they do. So I thought we could look at a little Passover, yeah, and see what we have in common. Because every first Sunday, normally, we have communion. And we do today. We have the elements of communion. It looks a little different today. I understand. It's okay. We're kosher. Okay. We're really kosher here today. So I wanted to let you know. If you said the lighthouse is kosher, you would be correct because we have kosher elements today. So actually, it'd be more politically to correct to say the lighthouse has kosher elements. Okay. We're not completely kosher. You've already found that out. Okay. <laughs> so what I'd like to start out by saying is, especially this section, because they're actually paying attention right now, and that means a lot to me. Okay, I've got to capitalize on this moment. Okay. <laughs> we have more in common than we realize, don't we? We have more in common than... We realize, and the Jewish faith and the Christian faith, so much in common. Jesus, hate to break this to you, Jesus was Jewish. He had a Jewish mother. You know that, because at the first miracle, Jesus, what are we going to do? Do something. You know, it's a wedding. They're out of wine. Do something. Okay, so... Jesus is Jewish. We have a lot in common with the Jewish people. Okay, 
We have a lot of, in common with Catholic people. Yeah? We do? Okay. We have a lot in common with a lot of people. Actually, all people. As, as the Muppets said in, in that glorious literary work, The Muppets Take Manhattan. People is people. People is people. We're all people, okay? Now, in our world, you'd think by 2018, is that the year? Yes. 2018 and one quarter, that's today. 2018 and one quarter. You'd think we would be so advanced. I mean, we made a lot of advancements in the 60s as far as coming together right now over me. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> the Beatles. Okay, and then in the 70s, you know, I will survive, I will survive. In the 80s, I don't know, I was busy working, going to school, raising kids. In the 90s, don't ask me about the 90s. Okay. Freight train, gone. All right. You'd think by 2018 we would all have it together, but we are more divided now than we've ever been. When I was in grade school, they started busing kids in. Now, I grew up in Minneapolis. Okay, the African-American population, Minneapolis, Minnesota. There was about 12, okay? And they bussed one to each school, all right? So we had kids in our class that were different. That's okay. You know what I learned after living in England for a few years? That's not right, it's not wrong. You drive on the wrong side of the road. Well, when you're there, that's the right side of the road, or you're going to find yourself wrong, okay? It's not always right or wrong. Sometimes it's just different. The way we worship. Well, that's not how my grandma worshiped. Well, your grandma's not here, okay? Or if she is, hey, it's awesome that your grandma's here, okay? <laughs> If your grandma's here right now, raise your hand. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, this is the unrehearsed part. I do have notes. We will go there. Okay. We may not all worship the same, but worship's in the heart. Jesus sat down with this, the woman from Samaria, arch rival of the Jewish people. Ooh. There was so much hatred between those two groups of people, and yet they had a lot of stuff in common. You see what I'm saying? In prison last week, I got out last Saturday. <laughs> I did. I went in Thursday. I got out Saturday. It was a very short sentence. Thank you, Carrie. I wasn't going to talk about you today, but here we are. If you can come tomorrow night to hear Carrie's testimony, it's, it's awesome. Anyway, we, we went with Bill Glass. He wasn't there, but his ministry, his... And the young, wonderful hip-hop rapper, I don't know what they call, I don't know what to call it, 
but he called himself old school. <laughs> to me, it was like cutting edge. But, <laughs> yo, so anyway, <laughs> he had this song about, I know he didn't originate it. We all bleed the same. So true. So division comes when we lose sight of the fact that we have more in common than we realize. Yes? Okay, and love sees past differences and into the heart. I'm going to preach some gospel right now. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would not die but have everlasting life. You see, God gave his son Jesus for everybody, even the people you don't like, even the people you don't understand because you have a different culture or whatever. The older I get, the more I see. We have so much in common, so much. All right. I'd say I'm done preaching, but I'm just starting. Okay, so the Christian faith has its roots in the history of the Jewish people. It does, okay? So today, we're going to look at very briefly, this will be one of my shortest messages ever, thank you, Jason, and uh, now I want to spend time at the table today, okay, because this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. What do Passover and Easter have in common? Okay. What do they? I know there's no there's no Passover bunny. Okay. That's a whole nother story is how we got into all that mess. Easter bunny, Easter eggs. The name Easter. It's from some goddess somewhere. Whatever. I'm not gonna get all hyper religious and like Resurrection Sunday. You know, it is what it is, okay? It's what you celebrate in your heart, whatever the label is, okay? So let's go to Exodus chapter 12, the first Passover. God speaking to the people of Israel who have become slaves in Egypt. Long story how they ended up there. Very interesting story of Joseph. End up in Egypt over the course of 400 years. They are now slaves, and God sends a deliverer, Moses, okay, and he says, let my people go to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh mm, waffled back and forth, but we've had a series of plagues now, and now we're to the point where God says, this is it, I'm ready to deliver you, but you've got to do something for that to happen. And this ties in with our faith so hugely. On that night, I will pass through the land of Egypt and strike down every firstborn son and firstborn male animal in the land of Egypt. I will execute judgment against the gods of Egypt, for I am the Lord. But the blood on your doorpost will serve as a sign, making the houses where you are staying, marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. 
This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. This is a day to remember. Each year from generation to generation, you must celebrate it as a special festival to the Lord. This is a law for all time. Celebrate this festival of unleavened bread that's bread with no yeast in it. For it will remind you that I brought your forces out of the land of Egypt on this very day. This festival will be a permanent law for you. Celebrate this day from generation to generation. For the Lord will pass through the land to strike down the Egyptians. But when he sees the blood on the top and on the sides of the doorframe, the Lord will pass over your home. He will not permit his death angel to enter your house and strike you down. So we have here an exciting story of from slavery to freedom. That's an exciting story, right? Okay, the cross of Jesus Christ, when we believe in Jesus, it brings us from slavery to freedom. That's exciting. All right. So the blood, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper, what we call communion, and we, at our church, the tradition we have is that this represents the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Some believe that it becomes through a miracle of God, and that's okay. I see no huge issue with that, if that's what you believe. Okay, but we believe that this represents the blood of Jesus Christ. Why is that important? Well, we're going to see that. In Leviticus 17, 11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. How many agree if you had no blood, you would not be alive? Yeah, if you're dying, you can get a transfusion, and in some cases, that could bring you back to life. This is a fascinating study, and we have a lot more science behind this now. Back when this was written, they just, you know, blood alive, no blood, not alive, okay? And sometimes that's all you need to know, right? But now we have, through the miracle of modern science, we understand hematology, study of blood, how miraculous this substance is, what it does on a molecular level, what it does on a cellular level, how it cleanses our body. It brings the good stuff. It takes the oxygen from the lungs and passes it through your whole body. Every time you breathe and you don't have to think about it. I just love it. I get excited about this. But there's a miracle going on in your body right now and you're not even thinking about it. You're just breathing. But every time you breathe, there's this transfer of life that takes place. Yeah? Yeah? Because when you don't breathe, the reason you'll die is because your blood can't get any oxygen to the rest of your body. Okay, your blood is very busy. Very, very busy your blood is right now. Not only is it bringing oxygen to all your extremities, it's taking the bad stuff out. All that stuff. Anyone have a donut for breakfast? Anyone have a sweet roll for breakfast? Anyone have pancake for breakfast? Anyone have syrup on your pancake? Don't raise your hand. All right. <laughs> because I'm jealous. Anyway, if you ate something that wasn't the best thing for you, your blood will cleanse your body and 
all that bad stuff will go through your organs. Right now your organs are really busy processing your breakfast. Just like that. Isn't that cool? I used to not be able to snap my fingers, but now I can. So cool. <laughs> all right. So it's all happening. Your pancreas, your liver, your spleen, your kidneys. Okay? And then it's pulling out the impurities. You want to go on a cleanse? You're on a cleanse right now, okay? Your body is cleansing itself. So the blood brings life. We know this now, okay? The life of the flesh is in the blood. I have given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls, for it is the blood by reason of the life that makes atonement. This is big, 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 big words. Atonement. It's something we don't use every day. We don't use it every day. Okay, what does that mean? Well, atonement means to cover over, to make peace, to purify to cancel or to pardon. You see, Romans 3.23 says, all have sinned and come short of God's glory. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is life through Jesus Christ our Lord, the free gift, the free gift. So, Romans 6.23. All of us have failed in some way, shape, or form. Okay, if you haven't, see me afterwards. There could be an opening, okay? <laughs> but I know all of us have this in common. We are not perfect. We were born. We missed it in some way or shape or form. But that's, that's life, and we could go all the way back to Genesis 1. We won't. But God made a way for us to come back into fellowship with him. And it was through the perfect blood of Jesus Christ. Because back when this was written about blood making atonement, they had to make sacrifices. And, and actually an innocent creature would have to give its life and shed its blood to bring the people back into fellowship. Again, what was happening is that transfer of life. And it was symbolic portraying and pointing the way to Jesus Christ who would one day take all our sins through his perfect life and his perfect blood. It's a beautiful story, atonement, that, that we can make peace with God himself, God Almighty, the Lord God of the entire universe. Yeah? Is this exciting? Okay, it's exciting, but at the same time, it's sobering. It's sobering to think anytime we have to acknowledge that we're not perfect. Most of us, when someone points something, I, I get, I do this, I get a little defensive. Well, I'm, I, you did this wrong. Oh, I'm, I'm. We all have an excuse, don't we, of why we did it wrong. Well, if I had the right materials, I might do it right, but look at, bleh. Guess what? God doesn't care about our excuses. <laughs> he just says, come on back. Come on back. Come on back. It's okay. I've made a way. I've covered over. I've made peace. I've purified. I've canceled because of Jesus' blood. Okay, so let's fast forward to another Passover. 
All right, um, in 1 Corinthians 11, 23 and 25, we have Jesus, the Jewish person, with his 12 Jewish disciples, sitting at a Jewish meal, a table, spread with a Jewish supper. And they're celebrating this Passover meal. And he says, I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks for it. And he broke it in pieces and he said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remember of me. And so we have two main elements in Passover communion. We have bread and we have wine. In our case, grape juice, okay? It's a fruit of the vine. It represents the lifeblood. We take the cup. We acknowledge that Jesus gave himself willingly. He gave his blood so that our sins, our mistakes, our falling short, whether we meant to or not, you can sin without meaning to. You can. You can offend someone without meaning to. Has anyone done it? I've done it more than anybody here, okay? All right? And so, whether we meant to or not, we failed in some way, shape, or form, but God says, I'll take your failure and I'll cover it over because Jesus came who is absolutely perfect to give his life for you. So Jesus said... I'm the bread of life. Jesus said, I am the true vine in John 6, 35 and John 15, 1. Jesus was the fulfillment of everything having to do with this Passover meal. And so I just thought we'd, we'd, we'd recreate this morning the Passover. So they were to take an herb called hyssop, which is like, I think, oregano, all right? I like oregano. I grew some. This is not oregano. I grew it, though. It looks kind of like this. It has little tiny leaves. It's very aromatic. But if you, you just don't pick oregano and... Well, you might, but I don't do that. Because it's, it's bitter. Okay, bitter. It's bitter unless it's mixed with something else. All right, and, and they were to take, and to this day in a Jewish Passover meal, and we've had one here before, it was awesome, very exhausting, that's why we haven't had one since, but maybe one day we'll have one again. Okay. It reminded the people that, you know, their life up to this point was bitter. And our life without Jesus is bitter. It is. But God takes the bitter and he makes it sweet. He mixes it. He adds in all those wonderful ingredients to our life that we're missing, okay? He said, take that and take this pure, innocent, spotless little lamb. You seen a little lamb? They're so cute. They're so innocent. We sang about it this morning, the lamb of God. Our God is a lamb, lamb who is slain. What a picture. In Revelation, the end of the Bible, Jesus is seen as the Lamb of God because of his amazing sacrifice. Powerful. Okay, so they were to take this blood from this pure, sweet, little, innocent animal, and don't worry, this is not blood. Okay, this is red paint. 
All right, it's red paint. I was thinking about getting actual blood, but uh, I didn't want to. <laughs> you can get it at the butcher. See, <laughs> our, our culture is so sanitized, we think meat arrives wrapped in plastic. Or maybe you eat Boca burgers, okay? God bless you. All right, it's all right. I believe God gave us meat, but I respect you. If you don't eat meat, I respect you, okay? I tried it for three months. I was dull, listless, and a little... <laughs> My wife said, never again will you do that. So... I tried it. My cholesterol was high. My triglycerides. So it didn't work for me, but some people do it, and they feel so good. They think everyone else will feel this good. Guess what? We all have different chemistry. All right, thank you. Um, so he said, take the blood, dip your hyssop in it, and mark the top of your doorpost. Okay, with this blood. And then mark the sides. Great. <laughs> Make sure I really get the good top real good. All right. You see a picture here? <laughs> you see, by faith, by faith, when we receive Jesus, we receive the life of his blood, and we have to apply it to our heart, to the doorway. God has given us each a will to choose. That means you can open the door to whatever you want. You can shut the door to whatever you want. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock. He's actually talking to the church there. Amazing there's some churches that have shut their door to Jesus. He says, I want to come in and have fellowship with you. You see, this table, this represents that we can sit with Jesus and enjoy a meal. That the door is open through this blood for us to share the life of his body. But we have to apply that by believing, by faith. That's all. He's required us to do is believe something. That's something we all could do. We all believe in something, don't we? We all believe in a lot of things. We all have a choice as to what we believe. And God is patient with us. He's so patient with us. And we can accept it or we can reject it. We have to take it and apply it to the door of our heart. And when God sees the blood, he says, I'm going to pass over and death will not touch you. 
death will not touch your dwelling. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And our spirit's going to live forever. And in the great resurrection, when Jesus comes back, this whole body is going to be transformed. It's going to live forever. This is a mystery. You know, there has to be a few mysteries with God, folks. We can't ever figure it all out. You, your life is too short. God made sure our life was too short so that we wouldn't have it all figured out. Okay, if you can't figure something out about God, it's okay. I'm not saying don't study. I'm not saying don't do research. But even if you studied all the time, there's a lot that God leaves up to mystery. But there's something in our hearts when we really come to him that says, yeah, I'm home. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, this is why I was created. I found a quote by Chuck Colson. If some of you were alive in the 70s and beyond, you may remember who Chuck Colson is. He was arrested during the Watergate scandal. He says, I know the resurrection is a fact, and Watergate proved it to me. How? Because 12 men testified, testified they had seen Jesus raised from the dead. Then they proclaimed that truth for 40 years, never once denying it. Everyone was beaten, tortured, stoned, and put in prison. They would not have endured that if it weren't true. Watergate embroiled 12 of the most powerful men in the world, and they couldn't keep alive for three weeks. <laughs> You're telling me 12 apostles could keep alive for 40 years? Absolutely impossible. Food for thought. And so we celebrate the fact that Jesus gave his life, but even more than that, we celebrate that God raised him from the dead, and because he raised Jesus from the dead, through our faith in him, he'll raise us from the dead. And that's exciting, and that's something we should celebrate every single day, not just once a year, folks. So today we're going to celebrate that with these elements, and I thought we'd do, since we're doing the Jewish thing today, thought we'd use actual matzah bread. And this is what they use in the, in the Seder, in the Jewish meal. And it's to remind us that his body was broken for us. And that we're all part of the same body. We're all part of the body of Christ. And he was beaten and bruised. And by his stripes, we're healed. This bread is striped. God is so good. So deacons, come. We're going to get the kids. We're going to break the bread. We all don't have to drink out of this glass. We have our individual cups. Thank you. Unrehearsed. Okay. Uh-huh. So we're going to pray, and we're going to bring the kids back, okay? So enjoy this holy moment right this second. Okay. Hmm? Yeah, you can just break off a piece yourself when you come up here, okay? Uh, we invite you to come and receive whenever the kids get in here or before. Um, but what we're going to do today, sometimes we celebrate communion in our little family clusters. Today we're all going to be one big family, okay?
and uh, I'm going to ask our elders to pray. Okay, so Gary, today you're going to pray over the bread. Okay, the bread. And David, you're going to pray over the... Yes. The, the fruit of the vine. Kosher. Okay. So Lord, I just thank you today for your word. I thank you for the truth that's in it. Lord, I thank you that we can receive your life. Lord, by faith, I thank you that your love is eternal and your blood saves us. And I thank you that if we invite you in, Lord God, that blood is applied and that, that death cannot, death has been defeated, cannot hold us down. So we celebrate that new life, that resurrection that we have today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lord, as we just recognize this bread as your body, Lord, and Jesus, just the courage and the love for us to endure that physical beating and, and to not run and not to do anything, but just to love, to hang on that cross and to endure our sins for eternity, Lord. We just thank you for that, and as we t partake in this today, in your name, amen. The scripture says, in the same way, Jesus took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this cup that represents the blood of Jesus, poured out to provide for us the new covenant, the perfect covenant. As the scripture says, it cleanses people once for all eternity, God. So we thank you today for the enormity of your love, for the, for the endurance of a horrific sacrifice, for the pouring out of your blood, that we can spend an eternity with the perfect and holy God. We remember today and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's thank God for his great gift to us. We get to celebrate. Amen. So let's stand together. I've asked the worship team to do one last song. And I'm going to ask the prayer team to come up because we like to pray for folks. We want to make available to you prayer for healing, prayer for guidance, prayer for finances. Or if you just need someone to stand with you today, our prayer team is here. And we're going to sing that song, No Longer Slaves. Just as they remember each year that the people of Israel are no longer slaves, but receive freedom through that first Passover we're no longer slaves to sin because we've received freedom through Jesus Christ. So we thank you, Lord, today for your presence today. We thank you for freedom. And today we celebrate who you are and what you've done for us. And God, we go in victory. And we go today knowing that we have a risen Savior who cares about us and who wants us to share this good news with others. In his name we pray, that great name of Jesus, amen. Amen.